And now for the Legal Mumble Jumbo. This podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions and is in no way, shape, or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations, which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. Salutations, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast for yet another edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. Salutations, everyone. Live from the beautiful Fuck If I Know studios located in wonderful downtown Hamlin, Pennsylvania, a real happening place. It is yet another informative, educational, argumentative, debatable, and downright boring edition of Frank Lunatic Rants. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone. As always, I am your congenial host, Frank the Lunatic, here, ready to bore your socks off with topics that you probably could care less about. There's always just so much to talk about in the world today for me to bitch and complain about, so let's get right to it. What I want to jump in and talk to you first about today, of course, is a topic, again, a gentleman I just can never seem to stray away from, our wonderful President Jumping Joe Magoo. There's been a couple of accusations, but as somebody who actually lives in the part of Northeast PA where this story has taken place, I can confirm that this actually did happen. Uh, there's even photographs of this uh, circulating around of this. Um, but we're, we're going to use it that he's been accused. Um, pre- the president's been accused recently of flying uh, border crossers into our delightful state of Pennsylvania on top-secret flights uh, throughout the last weeks of December, including a flight that actually happened on Christmas. The administration had flown illegal immigrants to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport, also known as AVP, located in Avoca, Pennsylvania, without any notice to airport officials. Uh, no ma- passenger manifest was on file at all um, from documentation that's been going around um, and after David's. Uh, they're assuming that there were approximately 130 immigrants on these flights, and more than one flight apparently had landed over the at the, excuse me, at the airport, uh, I believe they say as many as four different occasions happened with flights. And of course, this is a administration that keeps boasting about transparency when there hasn't been transparency at all. Um, there should be information out there and uh, clar- clarity as into how these border crossers have been transported into the Piston Township, Pennsylvania airport. Were they tested for the coronavirus? Were background checks done on them? You know, or, or are they being tracked at all? You know, they landed, they boarded all these individuals on buses, and they left the area. Um, we don't know exactly where 
they've sent these illegals to, whether they're into the surrounding communities or not. Uh, there were some reports that they were being bused to other states, uh, being placed in other places, either institutions or they're being put up actually in regular housing. Uh, the administration hasn't really released any details at all. They haven't released any details to the citizens of Pennsylvania or to airport officials uh, about the only information that's actually come out is the fact that this was deemed as a basically a military government flight. And because of that, and because after all, it is um, monitored by the FAA, which is a government <laughs> entity, um, no passenger manifest had to be given to airport officials. So nobody has any idea of who these individuals were, their names, ages, anything like that, uh, what was going on with them. There is no you know, cargo or passenger manifest that normally would have to be legally filed and kept on file. Even when a plane diverts for emergency or weather reasons to an airport, there always has to be, for FAA purposes and airport purposes, there always has to be a copy of a manifest regarding uh, cargo, fuel, passengers, you know, the weight of everything, and that all has to be kept on file. But because this was a basically a special secret flight in a sense, it goes above all those regulations. So nobody has any idea what was going on. You know, extending accommodations to illegal immigrants at taxpayers' expense is is a big-ass slap in the face to legal immigrants who followed the proper procedure to come into this country. And this administration doesn't seem to give a rat's ass about people legally coming into this country. They're more concerned with taking care of people who illegally come into this country. You know, they, they've been contradicting everything, not contradicting, but they have been talking badly and talking down about all the policies that happened during Trump, including everything with, you know, putting up the wall and that, how bad all that was. And they've been pitching and complaining about where these illegals have been detained and the, like, the facilities. And the funny thing is when you actually do the federal research, you will actually discover that it was the Obama-Biden administration that actually authorized the creation of these detention centers and all the specs and everything. So it's funny when they're yelling at the former administration for the conditions in which these people are being detained when it is, in fact, uh, the Obama-Biden administration that actually approved all the details of how these uh, facilities are being built and managed and orchestrated. We know that there were flights, I believe the last flight uh, that came into the area happened on December 25th. Uh, they originated in El Paso. It stopped in Cincinnati and then landed in Pennsylvania, one at 6.48 p.m. and one at 8.47 p.m. with no advance notice to the airport at all. Uh, the air carrier was um, World Atlantic Airlines which contracted with the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement to transport illegal immigrants. Apparently, um, reports are saying that the governor was made aware of the situation, possibly in advance, and the governor hasn't provided any answers to the people of Pennsylvania about the flights that had come in. I believe it was a total of four flights that have come in. We have no idea how many illegals were brought here, what their COVID status was, uh, where the government is housing them, whether they are being housed in Pennsylvania or other states. 
um, the Biden administration, uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary um, Mayorkas, I believe is the person's name, are basically covering up, covering up the activity by sending planes late at night <laughs> during a holiday season. Um, it has come to knowledge that uh, the Biden administration has also contacted similar secret flights of border crossers into Florida. Now, Florida's governor, who is a Republican, implemented an emergency order that bans the issuance or renewal of all state licenses to Florida Department of Children and Family Facilities that provide services to unaccompanied alien children in an effort to stop the flights. Our governor, however, isn't doing anything. And uh, the governor of Florida is actually seeking to outlaw state businesses with the NGOs or non-government organizations who aid in illegal immigration through uh, legislative packages. This year alone, this past year alone, the administration has basically allowed and not turned away more than 2 million border crossers into the country. Haven't turned them away, haven't sent them back at all whether they were minors or adults. And as of late October, the administration has released more than 530,000 border crossers and illegal aliens into the U.S. interior, housed them into communities, maybe major cities, maybe little urban communities, maybe rural areas. Again, the government is keeping a lid on exactly where because this is all secretive military operation, so the general public does not have the right to know anything about it. And again, everybody thought that Trump was the dangerous president. I mean, is this the type of administration that everybody wanted? I mean, they, they kept boasting about transparency, and there is absolutely no transparency with this administration whatsoever. Every time you turn around, there's something on, on television. There's a report coming out on all the sneakiness, how, how everything is going on. I look at things that he's been saying lately in, in the typical uh, Democrat fashion of a president, of a Democrat fashion, uh, just like Jimmy Carter did, just like um, Bill Clinton did. Um, I think I don't think Obama did this, but I know Clinton and Jimmy Carter did this. He's offering to cut U.S. troops in Europe. He wants to cut back our military and cut back our military forces. And he wants to do this all in talks with Russia to, you know, basically, we're basically bowing down to them and everything going back. And he's basically wants to scale back our U.S. military, you know, in, in hopes that Russia will do the same as well. Meanwhile, you know, there's a chance of war going on and invasion going on, you know, in, in between Russia and the Ukraine. He wants to scale back uh, military drills and exercises that we perform in Europe, he wants to scale back the number of U.S. troops stationed in the Baltic states and in Poland. He wants to have advance notices about the movement of forces. So he, he wants to provide the Soviet Union to let them know when we're moving forces. He wants to know about their movement of forces as well. Um, but it's a thing of he wants to scale back our military regardless we went through this during the Clinton administration. And look at how much uh, cutbacks there were in military budgets. He has already, on this administration, he has already stopped the, call it like a cost of living type of uh, wage increase that they give military that are stationed in areas where there's been 
well, there's been inflation all over the country, but in areas where cost of living is actually higher than what most other military bases like would actually experience in the areas where they you know are stationed and reside, there is normally um, additional money that is given to them to help get by, and he has canceled all that out. He's taking that all away from our military. Everything goes back to whatever their normal base pay is, regardless of the fact of how expensive it might be for them to be stationed in a certain area. And a lot of times, you know, military has no choice on where they get stationed. Yes, you can put in for promotions and transfers and that, but there's a large portion of military personnel that you're stationed somewhere, you know, you're infantry or whatever, and you're just stationed. You have no choice on you know, where you're going. And you took away this additional funding to help curb down the, the cost of living, um, whether it's something like that, whether you're living on base or off base, it doesn't matter. The fact that he took away this funding, the fact that they want to cut back military funding and military spending, and they want to cut back our military troops, does that also mean that they're looking to cut back military recruiting? Because we went through that again during the Clinton years when there was just a drop in trying to recruit people for the military because for some reason Democrats believe in taking money away from the military. And one of the other reasons, of course, is to help fund naturally his Build Back Better plans and all this money that he's trying to come up with um, in regards, first of all, to illegal immigrants and putting these people up. I mean, think about all those people. Uh, what did I say earlier? Two million, over two million people that the government, that are us, the taxpayer, are funding. We're taking care of these people. We're providing them food, housing, health care, whatever. You know, there's nothing about trying to get them on the track to become citizens. There's nothing about trying to get these children that were abandoned reunited with their families, which is funny because, you know, when uh, the Trump administration was in and we took children away from their families because, you know, the adults committed a crime by coming in the country illegally and you can't stick the kids in jail with the adults. They made a big thing about how we have to reunite them or get them back to family members. And meanwhile, this administration is doing absolutely nothing with trying to get these children who are literally just thrown over fences and that um, to get them back to their country. You know, why are why are we not in touch with Mexican officials to try getting these kids back? And then this whole thing that, you know, we're requiring businesses of a certain size. You have over 100 employees. You know, the government's requiring that, you know, your employees have to be vaccinated and that. Why are we not requiring these 2 million people that, we're, that we have in our country now illegally that we are housing? We are not requiring them to be vaccinated because it's like against civil rights or something to force them to be vaccinated. But yet you're telling legal American citizens that, you know, if you want to work, continue to work for the government, you still want to be a government contractor. You want to still be in the military. You still want to work for a company that employs over 100 people. You have to be vaccinated or you're basically shit out of luck. Um, now, at least in the private sector, there's that option of that you have to get tested every single week. Of course, the problem with that is the fact that we are running out of tests. They're, we're running out of testing kits. And then it also brings up the whole HIPAA issue as well. Your, your company doesn't have the right to know about anything else regarding your medical treatment at all. 
why is it that your company now has the legal right to know whether or not you've been vaccinated? I mean, that, that's another issue right there. This administration is just, every time you turn around, they are slapping the American public right in the face, and yet people are still supporting this man. While his support has been dwindling down, I mean, less than half of the American people even approve of anything that this clown is doing. And again, we still have three more years of this clown in office. They won't tackle things about inflation at all. Recently, Vice President Chameleon Harassment was interviewed on C by CBS. It was a prearranged interview in that, and she was asked a question in regards to the economy and inflation. And she was struggling trying to find answers to try getting her tiptoeing away around things. She was more concerned with talking about the effects of pollution on her sight and, and taste than discussing things like inflation, the rising gas prices, illegal immigrants. Harris had fa um, appeared on Face the Nation with host Margaret Brennan, and she was asked about inflation and the fact that, you know, here we are third year into the pandemic when this administration started right off the bat saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get a handle on everything. And they posed the question, was it wrong to consider inflation uh, transitory? That the price spikes that we see seem like they're going to be with us for a while. And the question had referred to a previous statement pushed by the White House press secretary that insists inflation was just, a, you know, just temporary in a sense and should go down within the next year, which earlier this year they said, that inflation should start disappearing by the end of 2021, and it didn't. Now, since all this, um, economists have admitted inflation has only gotten worse at the year end, and they're in predicting the increased spending proposals from the administration could make the problem even worse. And in typical uh, Vice President Chameleon harassment fashion, she did not provide a clear answer to the question in regards to how we combat inflation. She was stumbling on to describing the process before pivoting uh, to support for Biden's Build Back Better plan. I mean, look at energy prices in California alone, although it's funny because Californians, I don't think they really gripe about gas prices. You know, they, they, they're just, they're weird out there. But the fact that gasoline cost almost $5 a gallon in a lot of areas of California, um, they asked the vice president, just tiptoes around everything. It, she said that the vice president said that we have to address the fact that we got to deal with the fact that folks are paying for gasoline, paying for groceries, and are needing a solution to it. So let's talk about that. It, it, it was like an asinine, just tiptoe answer. Uh, she said short term solutions include what we need to do around the supply chain. We went to the ports in Long Angeles, Long Beach, Savannah, Georgia, and said, hey guys, no more five days a week, eight hours a day, 24-7. Let's move the product because people need their products. They need what they need. We're dealing with it in terms of long term. And that's about what we need to do to pass Build Back Better. It strengthens our economy. What the fuck that has to do with Build Back Better? Beats the fucking hell out of me. She was struggling, excuse me, struggling through a basic question. Um, and it's so easy. It's so easy to say, hey, you know what, people? No more working, you know, five days a week, eight hours a day. You need to be working 24-7. You need to be working seven days a week. 
You need to be working multiple shifts. It, it, isn't it great when your government is telling you that? And we are, we are the most overworked and underpaid workers and underappreciated workforce in the world. You know, they, this is their solution to the whole supply chain thing, which really isn't, uh, as I said previously in other rants, isn't a, necessarily a thing about the whole um, supply chain that there's a shortage of stuff. It's the fact that we close things down and a lot of states close things down and we were still buying, buying, buying. You know, you were at home buying things online because businesses were closed. And we overbought. We bought into the normal backup supplies we normally have. Companies didn't completely shut down. Like, things are open back up. Factories open back up. Manufacturing centers have opened back up. And they are chugging things out. But the problem is the fact that we blew through, we ate through the reserves in the sense that we had. Because we just kept buying and buying and buying. You know, there are some reports out there, which, of course, the administration is turning a blind eye to, that say that a lot of this, too, has to deal with the companies themselves and the docks and everything with them purposely taking sweet-ass time, knowing that this is going to drive prices up, which are going to drive profits up. Because, after all, these products that are sitting on these docks, these prices were negotiated a long time ago, be it a year ago or whatever. They were contracted to be bought and manufactured for a certain price. But now prices are going up in the stores. So they go and you're going to ship these products out to stores that you bought for a cheaper price. And now you're charging even more for them, which means more for profit. Why isn't the administration doing anything about this? Well, after all, when you're spending more money, that makes it look like the economy's getting better. When you're spending $2 for something you used to spend $1.50 on, that's 50 cents more. Government doesn't count how many pieces of product people are buying. You're st we're still buying the same. I'll just use simple math. We're still buying the same 1 million products, just say, that we bought before. And let's just say the products normally were a dollar. Okay, just simple math here. Normally, there would be a million dollar profit to be had. But now we raised the prices on them. We raised them to $1.50. So now there's a million and a half dollars made. You look at it and you say... Look, the economy's getting better. Americans are spending more into the economy when they're really not. They're spending more money for the same products they were buying before. Americans are not buying more products. We're, in fact, buying less products because the prices have gone up. But they're looking at it from dollars and cents, and they just see that bottom line and say, look, the economy's better. And this is the bullshit that they are passing on to the American people. And a lot of you out there are buying this bullshit from them. Things are not getting better. The economy is not getting better. Inflation is not getting better. We're going to wind up with another housing crisis again because, after all, look at how bad housing prices have gone up ridiculously sky high. If you're a, low, a lower working class person, forget about trying to get that first time home buyers because it's almost impossible. You're not you're going to not be able to afford a mortgage payment. You're going to be torn down because housing prices have gotten so bad. And it's all going to come crashing down because these houses that people are buying for outrageous prices don't have any value to them. You know, uh, take out by me. You have people spending three, four hundred thousand dollars for houses that two years ago were only worth a hundred thousand, hundred twenty-five, hundred fifty thousand. Guess what? Tax base-wise, they're still worth only that. Why the taxes haven't gone up? People are overpaying for the houses, and a couple years down the road, there is no equity. 
Don't try getting a home equity loan in the future. You're not going to have any equity in your house because your house is going to be worth a hell of a lot less than what you paid for it. That's the end result of it. When you're done paying that mortgage off, it's the house is still never going to be worth anything near what you paid into it at all. It's a sad situation. You know, we're keeping this clown in office. You know, some people out there are saying that they can't wait for them to run again. Why? This administration has been nothing but disastrous. In, in, a, in one year, the damage that was done in this country in one year is just about irreversible. I mean, it can be reversed. It's going to take a hell of a long time because we have three more years of this to get through. And then whoever takes over after that has to deal with the fallout from the four years of this administration's bullshit. That's exactly what's going to happen. And all, all of you, a lot of you Democrats, you're, you're so freaking blind, you don't even see it. How bad this administration, how bad this presidency is. But keep supporting the clown in office. Go, go right ahead and, and keep supporting Sleeping Joe while he's sleeping at the, uh, in the Oval Office there at nap time. Anyhow, I, my friends, of course, as always, am Frank the Lunatic, and I, of course, have approved this message. And for now, my friends, that is all I have to say about that. Birthday card, birthday card, birthday card, birthday card, birthday card, I get birthday card, birthday card, I get birthday card, do you like birthdays? I like birthday cakes. Do you? Ha, ha, ha.